I'm Jennifer Nielsen, and this is Let It Glow, Episode 12, Design a Radiant Life. Ready, set, glow. Welcome to the Let It Glow podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this podcast episode. With the holidays coming to an end, it's that time when many of us start thinking about New Year's resolutions. Well, I want to go a little different direction with this today because I don't know about you, but I've had more unsuccessful New Year's resolution lists than successful ones. So what I really want to focus on is designing a radiant life and what that looks like for you. Would you like to live life with a higher purpose, have deeper relationships, be your own soulmate, end your money drama, have a healthier mind, body, and soul, heal from past traumas? I mean, this is quite a lengthy, hefty list. But if you want something different in your life, you really have to look at what's not working and what you can do to change it. And I know this may seem out of your reach. Are you just surviving and not thriving? Are you tired of treading water? Maybe you've experienced that suffocating feeling of drowning or wanting to disappear, so treading water seems like an upgrade. Let me tell you, there's so much more. There is no progression in treading water. You are made to soar you are made to shine. Your soul is calling. Are you ready to take the leap? Now, I know many of you may feel alone and that no one is cheering you on. Maybe fear is kicking in and all just seems hopeless. Because a lot of times when we start thinking about goals and opportunities, it just seems impossible. But if you can just take a small sliver of hope, hold on tight because there is something beautiful waiting for you on the other side if you're willing to to take the leap. I know because I've been there. And today we're going to discuss a few ways you can leave your baggage behind and design a radiant life. First, I want to share an experience I had over Thanksgiving break with Clover. My brother helps put on this amazing Gilbert turkey trot every year. And I couldn't get one person to go with me besides Clover this year. Everyone wanted to sleep in. So we went and of course we did the fun run. And as we were leaving, we did a little window shopping as we found our way back to the car. All the stores were closed, but through the glass, you could see the merchandise lit up by bright lights, begging you to come back and purchase them. I remember as a little girl, looking with wonder and awe through the windows of stores, wishing I could have the beautiful dolls or toys on display on the other side of the glass. How often do you window shop in your life? You know what you want but it never seems to work out for you. Maybe it's a better marriage, more self-love and connection, financial security or trimmer body, some of the things that we talked about earlier. Do you look at others' lives through the lens of comparison and feel like your life is somehow falling short? Well, it is time to stop window shopping and start creating the life that you choose. So how do we do this? I want to share my favorite scripture with you. It's in 2 Timothy 2, 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. 
So just remember when that fear starts kicking in, don't buy into the lies and remember that joy and blessings and bounty are awaiting you. You just have to reach out and choose to do something different to create that in your life. But it first starts with choice. It starts with you. When everything you seek outside leads you to the same place of dissatisfaction, the only place left to look to find peace is within. One of my husband's favorite quips, when the kids complain about something or they're frustrated or they're trying to blame whatever's not working on someone else, he'll say, well, that's a you problem. And it's not always what they want to hear. And quite frankly, it's not what I want to hear either sometimes. But truly, if life isn't working for you, it's your job to fix it. No one else's. But you have to make the choice to do something. In podcast number five, Choice, the gift that keeps on giving, I really dig into this topic. So go ahead and go back and check that one out again, but I will give a quick overview on this because I really can't discuss it enough. Because once you understand that you have the power to design your best life, then doors will start opening for you. That's when change will happen. And many people want change in their life, so they don't want to make changes. (laughs) They don't want to change their habits. They don't want to change their lifestyle. I mean, seriously, think about it. Most people have a clear understanding of how to lose weight. There is no magic formula. You eat healthier and you exercise. I mean, there's many variations on this, but it's pretty basic. So why is this struggle then for so many people if they know how and what to do? Because it takes more than knowing, it takes doing. It takes choosing to give up things or to change your current lifestyle. And it really just goes back to choice. So if you're waiting for something or someone to change so that you can be happy, grab a chair and get comfy because you're going to be waiting a long time. You see, change is a choice. And if you want to change the world, you have to change yourself. Just like good old Dolly Parton says, If you don't like the road you're walking, start paving another. So when it comes to choice, there are three ways that we don't utilize our choice. It's when we let others take our right to choose, or we take others' right to choose, or we just let it be and what will be will be. And I look at all of these different areas, and I definitely have fallen prey to each one of these. But I'm going to really focus right now on taking others' right to choose and how this can make your life miserable. So true confession time. I'm a recovering perfectionist and control freak. When you take others' right to choose, it will blow up in your face eventually. I remember as newlyweds kicking my husband Talon under the table because he ordered a soda while we were at dinner with friends. That was not in our budget and he knew it was against the rules. Of course, afterwards we had the talk that ended in not talking and going to bed angry. I was convinced that if he hadn't have ordered the dang soda, we wouldn't be having the disagreement in the first place. Pretty logical, right? Well, it took me a long time to realize that it wasn't about the soda or whatever it was we were bickering about. I was so focused on what he was or wasn't doing, making his choice for him, that I completely let myself off the hook. I made him the big bad wolf, and by doing so, I took on the poor me victim role. Have your relationships ever fallen into this trap? It is a tricky one to get out of it, but there is a way. Start by taking responsibility for you and quit micromanaging those around you. 
Are you ever motivated to change when someone is trying to control you? Not likely. So again, just going back to choice, if you want to change your life, change you, and quit focusing on everything outside of you that is not working. Because there really is something magical that happens when you let go of the reins of what others are doing and allow the other person just to be, it actually allows you to be you as well. It's freedom. So second, it's important to be intentional. What does this mean? The whole c'est la vie or whatever will be will be was kind of like my go-to for a very long time. But basically, you're just turning your power over to anyone or anything or to the universe but you. So actively create and design what you want your life to look like. I used to be the list queen, and New Year's resolutions were no different. I would start each year with a long list of the things I wanted to change, a very long list usually, and sure enough, just a few days in, I would blow it. So the idea isn't to create a long list, it's to focus on what's most important to you and be mindful about what you want to shift in your life. It's better to pick one thing, one goal that you can focus on than have a long, overwhelming list that you don't end up doing because it's so overwhelming anyway. I'm one of those people that often ends up with my hands in a lot of different cookie jars. It works sometimes and other times it doesn't. I used to call myself the jack of all trades, master of none. I have lots of hobbies and I love lots of things. So here's just a small idea of different jobs and different things I've done throughout the years to make money. I was a piano teacher. I sold shutters. I used to do interior designing, baking, organizing, and I was a school teacher. So where I'm at now, I often will joke that this path found me, but it really was when I intentionally decided to focus on this that I was able to master it. Now, master is a strong word. I'm still growing. I'm still on the journey, but really focusing on taking classes, going to training, studying, and investing time on this is when I really saw things blossom. So it's important that we just find those things that we want to work on and be intentional about what that is. So number three, know the why. And really what this is, is just to focus on why you're doing it, why you want this particular goal or the change that you want to have in your life, and really focus on the outcome and let that motivate you. Because so often we focus on the steps it is going to take to get there that we often stop before we even get started. So identify a clear reason for the goal and really focus on the positive outcome of the goal and let that be your motivation. So number four is so important. Take action. We've all heard about dreams or just dreams until you take action, but really it's true. Ideas, thoughts, dreams, goals won't get anywhere unless we take action. So make a plan so you can be successful. Have a daily routine and use self-discipline and really commit to doing certain tasks. For me, I have a daily routine that I start my mornings with, and I'm consistent sometimes more than others, but I like to start out with meditation. I like to do my journaling. I like to do prayer. I like to read my scriptures, and I like to set an intention for the day. And really, as I start the day that way, I can tell a difference in my day when I started out with intention. So again, we're here at the new year, and it's a great time to start the new year with intention as well. But I guess that the the idea is we don't have to wait until the new year or until Monday or until a special time to start designing our best life. We can start right now. But getting those daily plans into place 
getting those certain um, patterns going will help us be more successful. Because really the power to how is yes. So if you want to do something, sign up for the class. I remember when I first signed up for the Muscle Testing Academy where I learned how to do behavioral kinesiology, I was in the thick of it with my kids. Like I said, I have five kiddos and it's busy. And to commit to something that I would be doing every week and you know, assignments and, and work outside of the classes, it was very overwhelming. But once I said yes, I found that I began looking forward to that time so much to learn, to grow, to gain new knowledge and information. It was so exciting. But first I had to commit and sign up. So if there's something that you're wanting to do, find a place that will teach you how to do it, find a plan, whatever that is, or just commit to it, say yes to it, and then make a plan. Because really, we're always going to have reasons why it's not going to work. There's always reasons. But if you can focus on the yes, you will do it. So taking action and figuring it out is important. And it's also important to have a daily, weekly system to check on your progress. And it might be helpful as well to have a partner or someone that you can share your progress with. But ultimately, just have a plan. So number five is believe in yourself. This is the most important piece to the puzzle. Because if you can't believe in yourself, then how can anyone else? So we're going to talk about self-efficacy and how that really determines your success. Because people with high self-efficacy approach challenging tasks as things that they can master. Those with low self-efficacy avoid challenges and rarely commit to their life goals. They don't believe change is possible. So if you can replace those limiting beliefs with a new powerful belief that you can do it, then change is possible. So again, it's all up to you. Choose what you want your life to look like and take the steps needed so that you can have a radiant life. Be intentional and mindful. Know the why and let that motivate you. Take action and believe in yourself. So remember to stop window shopping and start creating the life that you choose. You can have what is on the other side of the glass and you don't have to wait to win the lottery, for a magical diet, for your spouse to change or for the new year to have it. Start now. If you want to join me on this journey to leave your baggage behind and to design a radiant life, I am working on an exciting new intensive eight-week Let It Glow method where I'll be giving real tools and exercises along with group and one-on-one coaching that will help you rock 2019. Are you in? Stay tuned for more details to come. And ladies, I believe in each one of you. You have a light, unique talents and gifts that are meant to be shared. My hope is that you can see it, sending you light and love. And thank you for tuning in today. And until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember... Let go and let it glow.